Got down. How's everybody doing? video for a while and now got around to it uh, why I don't know why why ask why um, because it's a difficult this could possibly get me sued could get me killed if I'm not careful well, fuck it. It'll get me careful if I am careful. But how does everybody in the vicinity, in the area, know that drugs, crime, prostitution emanate from a couple sources, yet those sources never get raided or busted 
in drugs, crime, and prostitution. Now, it's possibility that these people get arrested, the criminals, the drug dealers, the drug users, the prostitutes, the pimps, they get arrested off property and they don't get, you know, caught in the act. You know, not everything's like the movies, like the good old days where you see, you know, the G-men, the teen men, the revenuers too, converge on a location and raid it. Although I do think the mountaineer and, and fantasies uh, are definitely candidates for a good raid. But this is what happens when you drive into Hancock County, West by God, Virginia. You'll see in, let's just say, Chester and Newell, for example, highway or, well, state police or some places called highway patrol, but we'll just call them state police, patrolling the main roads in town. Now, it's important to note that West Virginia Route 2 goes right through the heart of these two towns. That's probably the reason the state police have the excuse to patrol these streets. You will see a heavy presence of county mounties or sheriff's deputies patrolling these streets. And you will also see the town police or the city police of Chester and Newell driving up and down the streets patrolling and they're good at harassing drunks they're good at breaking up bar fights and I support the blue I back the blue I think the corruption and, and the bullshits at a higher level at least up to the county commissioner and maybe sheriff level maybe some judges I don't know just thoughts off the top of my head of how the so much crime so many drugs can spread throughout an area <clears throat> and yet be centered in one or two places and nothing ever seems to happen in those places now there are uh, major drug busts that go on in this area from time to time I'm just saying how do how do fantasies or how does fantasies in the mountaineer always fly under the radar you hardly see anyone get arrested on their properties although I can state for factual that prostitution takes place but the police, the local police on a daily basis, will spend more time harassing drunks on, and, and drunk driving should be harassed. But uh, pulling, I'll probably be one of them after this video and podcast go out. Because I'm going to tag people in this shit. I don't care. Fuck you. You're letting drugs, crime, and prostitution take place? Maybe. Rumor has it. 
So who who knows? Who's on the take? What's going on here? Why? Why why is such sex why do sex, drugs and crime and prostitution emanate in certain places and nothing's done? Now, I've never been uh I, I mean I've been to gentlemen's clubs. I would say there's always the drugs are everywhere. I mean, people say now that you know the the restaurant business is becoming a drug haven, place for drugs. Certainly, you know, your bars and your strip clubs have always been. I don't think there's a strip club in America where some type of prostitution doesn't take place on or off the grounds on or off the property but I can just tell you what's hurting my little backyard and I helped my local police department close down a drug hotel I was close to helping them close down a drug bar but things kind of quieted down at that bar after the, the new chief of police locked the doors up for no reason, well, for good reason, but without really the authority to do it. Anyway, because um, when you shut down a bar or any establishment business uh, for new, uh, being a nuisance, there's a, a uh, process to go through. But anyways... So, Mark Zadiko, Zaitkalo, Mark Zaitkalo, member of the House of Delegates in West Virginia. This is your, your state uh, delegate district. Ryan Weld, state senator. This is your district. Joe Manchin, the whole state is yours. Shelley Capit. Capito, 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 C-A-P-I-T-O, the whole state's yours. David McKinley, United States House of Representatives, this is your district. Commissioners Aaron, who spells it E-R-O-N, Aaron Check, C-H-E-K, Jeff Davis, Paul Cowie the third, who looks creepy AF. He, he, yeah, I, I think I've seen him at the old fantasies or at the Mountaineer picking up some hookahs. He just looks creepy. He's got a toupee, weird-looking dude. But let's let's talk. How do I know this goes on? How do I know? First of all, yes, I've been in fantasies. Yes, I've had my problems 20 years ago. And I've been in there since then. Several, uh, two, three years ago, I don't know. A friend of mine, I guess it was his birthday, and he's not a really close friend. 
but him, this girl I was trying to hook up with at the time, trying to date, uh, they used to pay me to uh, pick him up and take him to and from the different gambling joints in Chester, West Virginia. So one night I picked him up at his house in Youngstown. Or How the hell did he get from point A to point B? No, a buddy of his drove him down to her house or something. The buddy's car was at her house. She was all over this buddy of his and not me, of course, because, uh, the hell is his name? She used to call him Uncle Somebody. Well, anyways, Uncle Joey, we'll just call him for now. Uncle Joey told Candy, fuck it, just use her name, that this dude that, that he was hanging out with made... Uh, 250 grand a year. Well, anyways, so she was all over him, like a pack of dogs on a three-legged cat, or like a gold digger on a rich guy. <laughs> uh, I don't think he made 250 grand a year. Anyhow, so Uncle Joey takes us to a strip club. He gives each of us like 10 or 15 bucks in ones. It's his, like, 55th birthday. Bless his little heart. He's a degenerate gambler. Wastes his money in slot machines. So he decides we're all going to go to the strip club. So we're in there after he pried candy and uh, his supposedly rich buddy off the dance floor at uh, a club in West Virginia. And let me tell you something. There were more girls I would have paid to keep their clothing on than I would have paid to see naked. As soon as we walk in there, the female bartender, who was probably the cutest girl in the place, was about to get into a fight with some guy because he wanted to order two, two Bud Lights. And I guess they have a policy of one, one drink at a time. I mean, you're running a damn brothel I don't know why you need a policy of one drink at a time but anyways he swore the second Bud Light was for one of the dancers well this little bartender chick she's screaming F this F that my stupid buddy Uncle Joey he's pacing back and forth because he's a moron the bouncers are getting ready to move into place because this little bartender and this guy they're getting ready to have a, a fight and the bouncers are getting ready to toss this guy and I'm screaming at my buddy dude get out of the way there's about to be a fight and he's like so obsessed with finding one dollar bills and pacing back and forth dude got got on my fucking nerves I told him finally I'm not being your I'm not your friend anymore leave me alone so anyways we get up I just wanted to sit back and just look at what was on stage no we end up next to the stage I got my ones I'm being very very what's the opposite of generous very tight fisted with my money because there was nobody on the stage I wanted to tip so one or two girls came out that were pretty a fatty came out that looked pregnant my buddy's pacing back and forth behind me. 
Oh, man, it's a rock-hard ass, man. No, that's a fat ass with a pregnant stomach. I'm telling you. And she was unshaved. It was a mess down there. And she was about that much dilated. I swear to you, she was pregnant. I mean, it was that... You could see into it. You could see through it. It was that... Okay? So... She's trying to get me to go to the back room. And this guy that's sitting next to me that I don't know wants me to go to the back room. I'm like, no, I'm not going in the back room. I know what goes on back there. I'm not doing it. And this guy's like, oh, man, it's a whole other world back there, man. I'll pay, f I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. And my buddy Uncle Joey, he's like, dude, this guy's saying he's going to pay for you to go back there with one of these girls. I'm like, first of all, I want to give this girl money to put her clothes back on. Secondly, he, Mr. I'm going to pay for your trip to the back room, evidently told somebody else that, too, because I saw a guy come out and said, Hey, hey, man, come here. You, you got to pay this girl. You said you were going to pay her. You said you were going to pay for my trip to the back room. <laughs> so then I finally told Uncle Joey, Hey, look, the guy's lying. He just told somebody else he was going to pay for them to go to the back room and that guy came out asking him for the money so there's one story about what goes on in the back rooms uh, finally that night I left finally a pretty girl came on stage and every she was the only one in there worth looking at I gave her my 10 ones and said you're the first girl that's come on this stage that's been worth tipping here you go and she only got topless a lot of the girls were getting completely nude and bless their hearts if that's what they got to do for money. So let's go to a different situation. Everybody knows this what this is what goes on in there, okay? Y'all know it. I ain't got to kid you. I'm going to fucking die. I'm going to die. I'm going to get killed over this. So a friend of mine had his bachelor party. He's a gambler. He lived in Las Vegas. He wanted to come down to the Mountaineer and some of Chester's world-famous strip clubs because he's getting married. He wanted to be able to have his last stand someplace far away from where uh, he lived, you know, because he didn't want to be walking into the grocery store with his wife and see the girl that he knocked up at his bachelor party, right? Hey, honey, why does that kid look so much like you? I don't know, dear, right? So my boy comes down here, and he's like, Big John, man, you guys got the best strip clubs in the world, man. I've been to strip clubs everywhere. And, man, I've been to Russian strip clubs. Oops, I'm kind of giving away his identity. But I've been to Russian strip clubs, and, and, and I've been to every strip club around Cleveland in my county, my hometown. But, man, those strip clubs in, uh, what's that town? I'm like, Chester? You're talking about Chester, West Virginia? Yeah, they got the best strip clubs in the world, man. 
You take one of those girls in that back room and give them a couple hundred bucks, they'll let you do anything to them. I'm like, well, shit, man. I've always heard that. And this is going back a few years before I had the experience I just described to you. I've always heard that you could go into the back room and do whatever you wanted with these girls and, you know, this cost that much and that cost this much and blah, 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 woof, woof. Um, so now I have proof. Someone I can believe 100. Somebody else I can believe 100. I have a friend I used to designate it, be the designated driver for. Uh, he started asking me to turn my uh, ride share app on and he would request a ride. And then we worked something out where I, instead of the ride share platform getting a percentage of money, I would just get the whole thing. He would just pay me cash. Worked much better for me. Now, he, he would pay me to come get him. And after we got acquainted, uh, oh, by the way, backing up a little bit, he had had so many DUIs. He had the breathalyzer thing attached to his car. I don't know how many offenses you have to have before they make you blow into a breathalyzer before your car will start, but he had that contraption. That's why I was his, was his designated driver. So after, you know, a few months of this, he's like, you know, man, I can trust you. You can keep a secret. I got to go down to to fantasies I gotta you know I'm I'm backed up I'm stressed out I gotta go get relief in other words he has to go bang a prostitute so I take him in there you know I'm sitting there not wanting to be bothered um I think a few stories are gonna mesh together here uh, he ends up taking the hottest girl in there into the back room. Might have been the girl that, you know, six months or a year earlier, I gave all my ones to. Uh, if not, it looked a lot like her. Uh, but only only woman in there worth looking at naked, okay? Um, another time, and this was the last time I was in there, it was during the pandemic. The girls were allowed to go to the back room and do lap dances. Wink, wink. But they couldn't be on stage. Things had just started to loosen up a little bit, which made no sense. They can be in your lap, but they can't be on a stage. Anyhow, West Virginia, what can you say? So... I'm sitting at this table. My buddy was sitting there with me, and then eventually I think he peeled off. And uh, uh, me and his friend were sitting there, and he was at the bar talking to the uh, owner and the cute-looking prostitute he went to the back and fooled with. Uh, a girl walks up to this ugly dancer that I was trying to get... Uh, We'll call him Bruce. We're trying to get Bruce, who I just met that night, and I can't stand because he talks too fucking much. 
Same thing with Uncle Joey. I didn't like him because he talked too fucking much. So I'm trying to get Bruce to take this ugly chick to the back. Bruce needs, he needs some love, I can tell. So another girl who's really cute, scrumptious little uh, Batissimo, beautiful girl. Felt, kind of felt bad for her because I'm sure she's a junkie. But anyway, she comes up to this ugly girl who's explaining to us how much she hates her two kids. And I'll be damned if she don't live like, well, at the time, she lived a block from me or two. <laughs> She's never been to my house. I ain't never been to hers. We ain't never seen each other. But she lives in the, my hood. And she's a stripper and a hooker. Wonderful. Well, anyways, so Scrumptious comes up to Ugly and says, Do you have a condom? Yeah, I got a condom. Here you go. And it's ripped for your it's ripped for your pleasure. Uh, uh, uh. I mean, this girl had like the like a her face was kind of off center. I mean, I'm not one to say ugly. I'm not one to throw that term around. But this, her face was like eh? like it wasn't you know what do they call that? It wasn't symmetrical. It was like lops anyhow. So, Ugly, who tells us how she's so used to guys telling her she's gorgeous and how hot she is. <laughs> uh, she gives Scrumptious a condom. Here, it's ribbed for your pleasure. And Scrumptious goes to the back with some guy. I think they were in the back still when I left. Um, and then went from there, my buddy... He went to the back room with some girl, was back there an hour or so. Uh, me and Bruce, his friend, I made my way to the car first. I'm like, I'm out of here. There, there's no good that's going to come of tonight. Um, I'm going to go sit in the car and listen to the radio. And many nights after that, around 2, 2.30, my buddy would say, hey, take me to Fantasies. And they were about three o'clock. They turn the lights off in the parking lot. They turn all the lights on the building off. Only the main sign is lit up. And it would be four o'clock in the morning before my buddy would come out. And sometimes I'd get lucky and be like three thirty. And I'm like, a couple of times I walked in there like, is he still friggin' back there? Oh yeah, yeah, he's still back there. Cause I, like I'd be sitting in the park on, I have to go take a leak, and they got security cameras everywhere. You know, a few times I did take a whiz in between the cars. I didn't care if they saw me on security camera or not. I'm like, hey, look, you know, I, I'm not facing the building. Nobody's gonna walk out and see my stuff hanging out. You're a strip club, <laughs> okay? Deal with it. So we know for a fact prostitution goes on inside there. Where are the authorities? They know it goes on. It's no it's not even a well kept secret. It it goes on. Let's take a look at the Mountaineer. They have no drug tests at the Mountaineer. Now I believe 
I don't know. They just don't have a drug test. I, I, for some reason, thought there was a union there. Maybe the union lobbied for it. But even union shops, union jobs have drug tests most of the time. Same job I've had in the, the last 10 years that I haven't been drug tested for. Um, except for when I worked in insurance because I was an independent contractor. But it's the, one of the first jobs I've had since I've moved home where I didn't have to be drug tested. And it's a big place. You're dealing with hundreds of thousands of dollars a day. And honestly, I stopped going to work because they couldn't find a uniform big enough to fit my fat ass. Uh, they brought the special uniform guy in. I tried to tell him and talk to him what size uniform I needed. I tried on different sized uniforms, and he was ignoring me, pissing with his iPad. And I end up in the same size uniform that didn't fit me in the first place. And it was embarrassing. And I was too fat to do the job. So... In case anyone says, well, you worked here and, and you, you quit, you're just mad. No, I was I'm too morbidly obese to keep up with the work, okay? So, I was embarrassed. I stopped going in. Sitting in the break room, listening to people talk, the, the car dealers, the people that work the floor. Oh, yeah, every, every night about 3, 4 o'clock, the prostitutes come in. or I, I don't know why 3, 4 o'clock. I'm sure they're there all the time. But uh, this lady's saying, oh, yeah, we see them come in. And I look, I look at my friend and go, oh, here come the prostitutes. Here come the hookers. Here come, you know, whatever. Uh, and people know that they're there. Another guy I was talking to were overhearing a conversation. He was a friend of a friend. And he was... Saying, oh yeah, I sit there and I sit at the slot machines and pretend to gamble so they give me free drinks. And uh, the hookers come in and this one was playing with my hair and talking to me. And I, I didn't even have any money. I was just sitting there so I could get free drinks pretending to play the slots. So everybody knows it's going on. There's a hotel attached to the casino. I'm sure there are times when girls leave the casino floor up to the room with the guys and I've I've been in uh, other casinos a friend of mine we took him to uh, the Three Rivers Casino for his bachelor party and there were girls there women there whatever walking around in uh, evening gowns sparkly dresses, I don't know how, what else you call them, big fake hmm-hmms, <laughs> just walking the floor, just surveying the situation. Then you see her a few minutes later with a guy with a nice suit, maybe tie on, maybe tie off, jacket, dress shirt, you know. Yeah, I'm sure that was uh, his wife or his girlfriend. But why doesn't the Mountaineer ever get raided for this nonsense? 
Everybody knows drugs are bought, sold, and traded there amongst the employees, amongst patrons, people that you know go over to see their friend during off hours. They know prostitutes come in and out of there. Well, they're a big employer in the area, one of the biggest employers. Though their business has taken a hit because every place has uh, gambling now. Pittsburgh, Ohio. Uh, I mean, people used to come from Cleveland to West Virginia for uh, on big tour buses for the uh, casino. Guys used to come from Pittsburgh to Chester for one the strip, the best strip clubs in the world, according to a friend of mine, and for the gambling and the racetrack. So, especially once they got table gaming. Well, anyways, there's casinos everywhere. So the Mountaineer doesn't have the business it used to. But when it was at its its peak, it was probably the biggest employer in the area. Uh, they also, it's also, of course, big tax revenue for the state of West Virginia and the local economy. You got. Like I said, a lot of people working there, they pay income tax, people pass through the town, they spend their money in the towns. Also, when the Mountaineer was at its peak 20, 30 years ago, in the not, especially in the 90s, they donated fire engines, which, you know, at the time, what, a, a a cheap fire engine now costs you a half a million dollars. Back then, uh, you know, and they weren't buying cheap fire engines. But I'm just saying, the cheapest you could get probably 30 years ago would have been a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars. You know, now they're more expensive than that. Uh, the Mountaineer would give money to the local. Uh, Veterans Lodge and the Veterans Lodge would then give that money away. A lot of police cruisers in the area were bought uh, by the Mountaineer through the VFW. Uh, just a lot went on there. A lot of charitableness was done through that casino, all for uh, the good of the community. In other words, blackmailing the community to their faces is what their game was. They were blackmailing the community to its face. That's what was going on. They were bribing. Maybe that's a better way of putting it. Not blackmailing. That probably goes on too. But they were bribing the community to its face. They were saying, oh, hey, 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 ignore all the degenerate gamblers. Ignore all the bankruptcies we cause. Ignore the prostitutes and the drugs that conveniently follow the gambling lifestyle into your area. Here's a new police car. Here's a new fire engine. Uh... They used to have a huge, huge hootenanny bash uh, there called Fall Bash. And the Mountaineer would host it for the local fire department. 
and one year they were giving away like the the new when Porsche well Porsche does yeah Porsche still does have an SUV SUV but the Mountaineer was reaching out to all these car dealerships and you know hey we're having a fundraiser for the local fire department uh, donate a car there it was um, Ted Arno was the CEO and manager and whatever and he used his connections to get a lot for the community but at the end of the day they were just buying off the community members you know saying oh look 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 we, we bring all these problems but that's not really our fault but look at what good we do in the community so maybe that maybe it's not so forthright maybe it's just a little behind the scenes Man, well we really don't want to pick on well if you mess with this strip club that's going to mess up you know some of the business at the mountaineer because the guys like to go there after they go to the mountaineer after people go to a concert the guys and the women now like to go to the strip club so uh let's just let them you know be to their own devices because it's so much tax money, it's so much revenue for the area of that mountaineer. Sad but true. And there's there was another uh, another potential business coming to this area, and a friend of mine pointed out that this was actually a, an energy business. Uh, it was a biodiesel business, but she pointed out, have you ever noticed that these companies? always pick little areas like ours to come to think about that let's just take casinos for example now Pittsburgh that's a big city but at the time Pittsburgh had nothing they had no nothing for tourism they had a good football team a, a mediocre baseball team but there was nothing to bring people in from miles around till they got that casino so even there but especially a little place like Chester, West Virginia, and Newell, West Virginia. Impoverished area. All of the factory businesses have packed up and gone away. What else does that area have? But these scum lords that can bring in their casinos and their Oh, well, let's have a, a racetrack and people can bet on the horse races. And hey, you know what? Uh, along with race horse racing, let us put some slot machines in there. Yeah, yeah, that'll, that'll bring more tourism to your area. Uh, oh, well, you know, every place has slot machines now. Let us put in table games. And now you got bankruptcy, bankruptcy, bankruptcy. People spending their kids Christmas money, college money, food money. And then along the side in comes prostitution, more prostitution, more drugs. And they say, oh, but you know, that's not, that's not our fault. We're not doing that. Look, we're giving you fire engines. We're giving you cars. You just let us be to ourselves and, uh, We'll continue to pump money into your community. Because, you know, we could close any day. A lot of places would like to have our business. That, folks, that's, that's corruption, too.
That's your elected leaders not doing their jobs. So God bless you. I hope I don't die because of this. But if I do, you know, now you know. The more you know. I don't know. But that's what goes on at the Mountaineer, Chester, West Virginia, Newell, West Virginia, Hancock County, Fantasy Gentlemen's Club. God bless you guys. Pray for each pardon me, pray for each other. Pray for the strippers. Pray for the degenerate gamblers. Their your sin and my sin are no worse than their sins. So we all gotta pray for each other. Uh, God bless y'all. Amen. Hallelujah. Pass the Tylenol. Please don't let a bullet pass through my head, oh Lord. <laughs>